where uh, Core lied. Yep. And uh, we're sweating. And boy, do we have some doozies today. Yeah, we're we're sweating right now. That's yeah. there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, today we're gonna be talking about <laughs> the Ring's power. Uh, yeah. Stuff that uh, came out about it. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh. I don't blame you for being sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> very sweaty talking like driving exam sweaty right <coughs> yeah it, there, there's a there's a lot to be sweaty about to be honest um uh, yeah the thing well the, wait first I just want to I just want to put this out there uh one the race of the actors doesn't fucking matter to me. Has no. It was an open casting call. They obviously didn't give a shit. I mean, if you read, you know, Lord of the Rings, all the elves are like blonde hair, blue eyed, like six six and a half foot tall, except for Elrond, and I think that's what's supposed to set him apart from the others. Yeah. Or unless you're a man, you know, in which case you're fair face, dark and hair, and gray of eye. But <laughs> there are a lot of uh, brown haired elves. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's. <laughs> It's hard it doesn't to, matter. It's hard yeah. to talk about, really, because, like, there are people who do have legitimate concerns, like, you know, dwarves. It, it is impossible for them to be black because they spend oh. so much time underground. And oh, they, they, feel like, they feel like it's a disrespect to the lore or whatever. And, you know, maybe there's a place for that conversation where, like, maybe they, like, the, the only reason I say maybe there's a place for it, even though, mm. like, really there, there shouldn't be. Mm. is because their entire Vanity Fair piece was like a puff piece, like, hey, we're adding diversity, and that's all we're doing. Yeah. Like, that's all they're talking about, and it's like, they came out with this piece to say, we're diversifying Middle-Earth, and the fans don't like it because they're not good people. Or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. It was a very <clears throat> odd piece um, that they did. It felt like a, like a major puff piece, not like... yeah. They could have just reread the title totally as, hey, we're exploring the Easterlings more in our, because it's something that famously in Tolkien's universe wasn't, as far as I know, we know almost nothing about any of the men that come from the East or, like, any different well, people. It, it is supposed to be, like, you know, Tolkien wrote The Lord of the Rings for, like, the people of Northern Europe, right? Yeah. Or specifically the, the UK. UK. Yeah, and at that time in history that he's supposedly writing, it is a fictional world, right? Like, yes, but that's the like, most important thing when it comes to like race like this. Like, you know, you're saying like, oh, dwarves can't be black because they're underground all the time. Like, there's like a a friend of mine yeah. turned me on. A friend of mine turned me on to this. There's a genetic thing that happens in New Zealand among the native population that causes about five percent of old children. Like, not let's you know, it's like some random math number. Like, you know, four point nine eight percent of whatever the population over time. But like generally five percent to be born with red hair, totally ginger, completely one hundred percent ginger, like through and through, and then nobody no, nobody can explain it because it never really that's never really happened before, you know that sort of thing. And it, for tribes that have been uncontacted for generations, it's like it's crazy. It's it's so you could there are things like that. There are common examples that we can draw upon from our world to make justify whatever we want in other fantasy worlds. That's all I got to say about that. And like. Sure. <clears throat> 
the 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 like major quote from the the Vanity Fair article that's going around yeah. is like where they they say at the end Tolkien is for everyone, uh, which is true and it's always been yeah. for everyone, even if not everyone has always been represented in his works. Like that doesn't mean yeah. that they don't also enjoy. It. I mean, Tolkien also was you know a fan of escapism and mm. that's what Lord of the Rings is supposed to be. Which is where it kind of becomes a, a weird thing because let me get the the full quote because it is. I, yeah, I think also what you're saying is you know you're right. We're trying to bring a lot of our problems like into Tolkien's world essentially. I'm pretty sure you'd hate that. <laughs> right. Uh, um, <clears throat> hold on, it's like the the major quote everyone's talking about from this thing. Um. Oh, also they talked about bringing in hobbits because like, oh, what's Middle Earth without hobbits? Where it's like. When you li- read Tolkien's writings about the Second Age, he legitimately says that, that they don't exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight up. Um, not. Because like they 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 also mention like you know we're trying to you know they they essentially refer to the Second Age as like you know oh bad things happen but um hold on is this where they say this uh, they said it really does feel like Middle Earth if you don't have hobbits or something like hobbits in it. Um, and then, like, they kind of talk about the Second Age just like, oh, you know, like, bad stuff happens, but people band together to make it better. And, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of joy to be had and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, Tolkien legitimately described the Second Age as a time of almost no joy. Yeah. <laughs> and that guy, you have to remember, that guy wrote his entire thesis on fantasy and ended with, saying hey it needs to end in a happy end so he's like yeah there is <clears throat> even i don't got much to say about it which, which can happen sometimes you're writing like oh man it just sucks to be alive at this point in my life. yeah yeah um, um and also to uh, another thing to uh, so now we're putting that aside for me personally i don't really think the race of the act really matters especially if it's an open call at the end of the day you kind of need to suspend your disbelief for some of these things that's part of what makes fantasy fantasy you yeah just need to, yeah yeah, no, that's yeah. like so. What what they say in the article, I I can't find the exact quote, but but it's something to the effect of like, uh, a modern a modern adaptation of Tolkien should reflect the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the question is like, should it though? Because, like you like this is this, I don't agree with this take, but when you mm-hmm. talk about things like this, this is where people go. They say, well, you wouldn't expect. Wakanda to represent the world we live in. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't expect to see white people and Asian people in Wakanda, like as Wakandans, right? Yeah. But then they say, well, in in this European like based fantasy, like you wouldn't expect to see black people or Asian people in, in there, right? Which is kind of irrelevant because at the end of the day, it is fantasy right yeah but should a mo- like th- that's the question right should a modern tolkien adaptation represent what our modern world looks like well, and so i think this is what tying back into what you and i mookie talked about a lot extensively on last session which is what you people need to make like you know if you want to make your own epic fantasy that's more representative over the world we live in then you should make your own epic fantasy right not you know take but like it, it I, sounds like that's what they're doing but they're yeah. using Tolkien's name and uh, world like to do this. it, right? Yeah. Like, that's the problem. Like, people can talk all they want, and, like, this is where you lose a lot of it. Like, right? people mm. sometimes make very good points, but they lose yeah. it all 
by making terrible arguments, right? Like, yes. Yeah. You know, with uh, like what Whoopi Goldberg said, she got canceled over some stupid shit she said, uh, comparing like saying like, well, you know, Jews aren't a race, and <laughs> you know, like in the Holocaust, like it wasn't as bad like as being black in America because you can't hide your blackness, but you can hide being Jewish, which that part is true. Yeah. Well, not no, no. Sorry, that part's not true. The the part about Jews not being a race is true. Like, yeah. But but she loses everything. Like she loses her whole point, which is an amazing point about like mm. you know you can't hide your blackness, right? Like like there's nothing. It's an immutable character. It's right? an immutable characteristic. Yeah. But she loses all of that by making references to the Holocaust, which you should never do. Do right? Yeah. Exactly. And like that's why she got in hot water. But like it, it just yeah. nobody's gonna care about her point anymore because she. Like said, being black is worse than being Jewish during the Holocaust or something like that, right? Like, yeah, nobody's gonna pay attention anymore, right? And that's what people oh, are doing. It's just awful this. all around. We don't need to compare awful events. We just need to understand something is awful, and we understand that it is awful because we're all rational actors, right? We don't need to immediately compare something to the Holocaust to make it seem more awful. And that's like, damn, dude, right why now, is that so? Right? That's so stupid. People with the with the rings of power, based on this article and the trailer and everything, they're saying, well. You know, they're spitting in the face of Tolkien and bastardizing Tolkien uh, and blah, blah, blah. Also, there's one thing also I think that's important for you and I, like, you know, where we obviously care creatively. Like, we haven't seen the show. We haven't yep. watched all of the episodes. We don't know what it's going to be. Like, at the end of the day, it could be saved by very, very clever writing and very, very good acting. And amazing right. set pieces when it matters. Like, I, the CGI trolls, I understand. I think they look cool because you just, it's hard to make monsters like that look believable. They're supposed to act and, like, you know, be intimidating to the super agile elves. And you can't, you can't really do that with a puppy. Right. Like, well, and the conjecture, right? Like, that's the problem is, like, there's so much yeah. conjecture for people saying, well, they're only spotlighting the diversity and never giving us any plot details because they know for a fact that we'll hate the plot. Like, well, yeah. we don't know any of that. Like, yeah. maybe they just don't want the plot to get out because... Yeah, they spoilers. They, yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> that's, like, that's the thing is, like, these people, like, because I, I watched a lot of people's, like, opinions who are, like, oh, you know, like, yeah, they're, Amazon's getting ratioed by, by Tolkien fans, and if you don't have a problem with this, then you're not a real Tolkien fan because they're obviously spitting in the face of the lore, which yeah. I can understand that argument. And I can agree with it in parts, but then when they say, well, look, it, dwarves don't look like this and show the black dwarf, like, mm. yo, what? Like, you're, you're, you're gonna lose so many people because, you, like, you're saying, like, well, that's an insult to Tolkien. No, no. What's an insult to Tolkien is Galadriel wearing armor being a warrior leading, looting armies when she yeah. never was. Like, that is obviously a bastardization of Tolkien because Galadriel is an amazing, strong, powerful woman character and does mm. not need to lead armies to show that. Right, that's where like your identity politic bullshit kind of comes in, where it's like, oh well, you know, you know, you know, Elrond, who actually like led the elves Killed. like during yeah. the bat, like the, the final alliance between elves and men. Remember him? Yeah, he's literally just the beta male in the series who is like a scholar. Like, <laughs> yeah, in 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 Lord of the Rings, to, like Elrond is like the greatest lore master behind Saruman in all of Middle Earth, but he's also an incredible warrior. And you can yeah, because he's 4,000 years old. That's the thing people need to understand. Right. He's so old. Like, well, we don't... Gladriel <laughs> is older, but she was yeah. never the leader of an army. Yeah. Right? And, like, by them saying, yeah, she's going to be the leader of an army, and she's going to, like... Like, it's like this whole, we need strong, powerful women, but they can't... Like, remember what I said last week? Like, you know, mm. people people think, like, only 
like you're only a, a strong woman if like you're physically strong yeah. which is just like not true and insulting to women like that's insulting to women who like enjoy being stay-at-home moms or enjoy like just being smart and whatever like oh i'm i can't be a, a powerful woman because i don't agree with what your definition of a powerful woman is right yeah it's kind of odd well it's also like fundamentally anti-feminist to immediately just put women into a box that they can't get out of no matter what when in reality you're supposed to be empowering them as individuals right. uh like you know above like sex race and everything all that other stuff at least legally financially and all this other things yeah um at least that's the idea <laughs> Yeah, and so, like, the question is, like, are Tolkien purists just bigoted trolls because they majorly disagree with some of the diversity casting? I would say we are, no in general, but, like, some of them probably are, right? Yeah, see, that's the thing. The reason I'm getting sweaty is because there's a lot of fires going on, right? Or at least what I, what I perceive to be fires going on right now. Another big fire is that a lot of people, they're... They wanted more Lord of the Rings. Person, they wanted more movies. They wanted more Lord of the Rings movies. They wanted more Lord of the Rings movies with the same actors. Um, they wanted the same characters, probably similar plot structure. Uh, they wanted everything to look like it had been in the movies in the early two thousands, because that's a lot of people's only experience to Lord of the Rings, and they like you know build their entire personality around that. It, it, it's you know it's they we're dealing with those kind of fans, like hyper movie fans right now too, who don't want. The 2000, like they think that this is like changing permanently the 2001 version that came out, even though it has nothing to do with it. Because it's like, well, it does have a lot to do with it because Sauron's going to be there. Obviously, it has to do with the rings. Elrond's going to be there. But it's 3,000 years attached. You know, there's a lot that happens between then and now. Like, <laughs> and, uh, and it, it's. Well, that's the uh, other thing, right? Like, that that's the thing a lot of people do have a major problem with is like, because they talk about in the article, like, yeah. These events in the books take place over thousands of years during the Second Age, but we're going to cram it all into, like, a series of, like, five years. Because and if we had it over thousands of years, the human characters would just be dying all the time. It's like, well, yeah, they're, they're kind of the supposed point. to. Yeah, that's the idea. So, like, I get <laughs> it. You have to take a lot of risks with, with adaptations, especially with Tolkien. Like, Peter Jackson took a lot of risks, and some of them paid off, and some of them didn't, right? Like... Frodo leaving the Shire after like a month instead of like nineteen years—that's a big risk. probably good decision. Probably but it good was decision. a good one, right? Not including Tom Bombadil, fantastic <laughs> fucking decision, right? A plus. Uh, so, and then there's an adaptation that some people think are good and some people think are bad, like Aragorn. Like they yeah. changed Aragorn Aragorn's character almost entirely, yeah. but. Some people thought that made him more more of a deep character that they can connect with, more of a heroic character. And other people thought that it was way too much of a deviation from his character in the book, and it was an unrecognized version of Aragorn. Which, you know, there there you have it. But like like I said, like when you make adaptations, there are, there are decisions you have to make that are risks, and some people will like them, and some people won't. Um, but and, oh, dude, can you imagine how cool it would have been to just have like Okay, first three episodes. Now, 300 years go by, and all the human characters are dead, and we have a whole new cast of human characters, and all the elves are completely the same. Like, that actually would have been really fucking cool, and they just didn't do it. So, or maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just Yeah, dreaming. no, and, and that's the thing, right? Like, that's that's the question we're left with, because mm. the... <laughs> what Amazon has the rights to is The Hobbit, <laughs> The Lord of the Rings, and The Appendices, right? And the Appendices is, what, like 250 pages? 
that yeah. allude to things in the second age and some in the first age and some in the fourth age, right? Like there's a lot of references in the appendices and there's a lot they can use. But like most of the appendices is like, yeah, Galadriel was was the daughter of an old or and you know, blah blah blah. You read the whole story in the Cimmerillion. Well, they don't have the rights to that, so how much of that story can they tell? You know? Yeah. And so the the question is like are these showrunners and executive producers, like, do they care about being true to Tolkien's vision or do they want to create their own stories and visions and use Tolkien's name and creations to sell it, right? And to the most important thing, again, you know, show's not out yet. It could be really, really good and we could be completely full of shit right now and I could be sweat. I could be expending all of this body moisture for no reason whatsoever and I'm, I'm just, you know, self-defeating and now I'm just poorly hydrated and unhealthy and it's feeding my bad mood. So, you know, it's just, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Or it could be completely horrible. <laughs> right. We could have a, we could have a dwarf yelling about how nobody wants to listen to her because she's black. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it, it, well, I hope that doesn't happen. Like, I just, because the thing is, like, the idea of, like, the dwarves and the elves are supposed to be racist to each other, like, because that's what dwarves and elves are like that's their whole dichotomy you know that's their thing that's their comparison like that's how the you know the races are different yeah oh man but man if they start bringing out about like inter-dwarf like racial politics it's gonna get really squeaky really quick and it's just not gonna be any good because yeah i mean like, all... the, like that's the thing they, they also mentioned the article like oh like War of the rings is about all these races coming together and underdogs overcoming extreme odds which I don't think that's necessarily what it's about. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. okay for people to have their own interpretation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, like different races uh, do come together to, you know, reunite and like, but but part of like that is like the history of the tribe and, uh, you know, hey, <laughs> that's a long history. <laughs> so Also, um, you know, speaking of pissing off Tolkien fans, uh, man, the Tolkien the Tolkien estate really just fucking took, just shot themselves in the foot like three or four times. Like, I don't fucking know what they were expecting. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's yeah. just so snobby, like $250 million. We don't even give you access to the whole thing. So you can make a comprehensive story. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that was the thing, right? Like they, they had already been selling off rights for Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. They never even come close to selling rights for the appendices. Right. And the appendices are so important that, like, Tolkien delayed the release of Return of the King just to add them in, right? To make sure that, mm. like, it was a part because people cared so much about, like, this his world that, like, he had written in, in The Fellowship and the Two Towers, right? Like, he wrote this this world that was lived in for, for years and centuries years. and in yes. millennium, right? And pe people are traipsing through this world, like, and, and they're like, whoa, where did all this come from? How did all this happen, right? And so he released, he put the he wrote the appendices and like explained a lot of it, right? But yeah. at the same time, like a lot of the appendices are just like incomplete stories that are like told in their full version in the Silmarillion. So how do you tell some of these stories? Right? And obviously, like there will be flashbacks. I mean, like the first image released, the one on my desktop is like mm. it's that's that's Valinor. I mean, that's Telperion and Laurel and the trees in the background, right? Like. That's yep. the first stage, because at the end of the first stage, those trees get destroyed, right? And so... Well, they become the sun and the moon, and they provide new lives to different... It's destroyed, whatever. It's Okay, on destroys new. them, right? And then, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then the, the Somerals also come from their light as well, right? Yeah. Uh, created by Feanor, right? And so, 
like there's going to be references to that stuff because there are references to it in the appendices, right? Like there's a reference to Tuor in the appendix, right? Tuor is the grandfather of of uh, Elrond, right? So yep. But but we're not going to see the fall of Gondolin in Tuor's story and in in you know the bird. I mean, what we see. You know, Elrond's dad, Arendel the Mariner, who becomes the the North Star, right in the sky, right? Are we gonna see that? Probably not. But that would be cool to see. Like, we don't know what we're gonna see. There's a lot of cool stuff that Tolkien wrote about that us as fans, we have a, a huge desire to see in a live action uh, adaptation. Like a, a dragon that's the size of a you know continent or however fucking big it is. The King of All Dragons wasn't he like oh, he I'm literally black. I think Black, uh, blacked out the sun. <laughs> I don't. I think Ungoliant was first. No. Uh, wait. I just remember reading about a big ass dragon that blacked out the sun Not with his wings. Man, that's the that's the spoiler. Uh, on Culligan the Black. Something like that. Yeah. Um. He. I don't remember if that's the dragon that Turin kills or not. The hilt know. all the way to the all the way to the hilt, baby. Remember that yeah. straight. That was a bloody <laughs> description too. I was like, damn, Tolkien, you really I don't wanted know to kill that dragon. I don't know if you've ever read like Children of Hurin or like Red Turin's story. I've read like bits and scraps. That's the thing. Like my favorite probably... part about Turin's story is like he falls in love with this girl, and like uh, after he kills a dragon, like the the spell on him is released from like Morgoth's curse, and he yeah. finds out that the girl he fell in love with is his sister. And he's been yeah, fucking her the whole time. Didn't she? Didn't she like cast herself into the sea or something like that? <laughs> she jumped off a cliff. <laughs> she was like, "Oh no! Oh fuck! Oh!" She just wouldn't oh, cast yeah, yeah. herself no, no, into the that, sea. I think it was the other way. Around. Like uh, Turin died killing the dragon, and then yeah. she, because found she was out. the last one alive, then like the curse was lifted, and she found out and she jumped off. She's fucking her brother the entire time, and she's like, "Okay, yeah. well." Time to put this family, time to put this whole family to rest. Yeah, and they were were going to kill that fucking dragon, and one of his buddies, I just remember, like, he'd been with the whole time, just, like, the dragon was so big, it just launched a rock. I think he killed Glauron, not uh, (laughs) Oncologon. I think Oncologon was uh, was killed in the first book. And the king of the Balrogs, we'll see more more Balrogs, like, you know, literal armies of Balrogs would be super fucking cool. Will we see that, right? That's the question. And, like, what it comes down to is is that's that's the root of all of this it's like we know so much of the history of middle earth and and these stories that Tolkien told but are these people interested in telling those stories or just telling their own story in his own in his world right and that's like that's where like the fires are burning that's where we're getting sweaty is like everything we've seen so far tells us they don't actually Nothing. care about the lore they yeah. want to make their own story yeah right which I don't even think is that big of a deal as long as your characters are true, right? Like, you look at Marvel movies, right? We all love Marvel movies, but these are not comic book stories, right? Civil War, the movie, has nothing to do with Civil War, the comic book, aside from, like, the actual, like, idea, right? Like, the idea that we're splintering our team, right? Yeah. That's the idea, but they made their own story for the movie. And a lot of people did have a problem with that, but a lot of people love that movie. So it's 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 one of those things where like, I don't necessarily care that the story sticks beat by beat to what Tolkien wrote. I care that there are elements appreciating what he wrote in there. But I want Galadriel and Elrond to be true to their own characters. 
by just getting them the name Elrond and Galadriel, the only ties they have then is the name, right? If they're not actually Elrond and Galadriel that we know, then that then, then what's the point, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's just the god. The budget is so huge, dude. The budget is it's like it's like four hundred and seventy-five million dollars to produce one season. It's the most expensive show ever made. Why do you need a budget that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, like <laughs> Marvel movies need a big budget because there's huge set pieces. Because you want to watch superheroes beat up the bad guys, like you know, and beat all their army villains, and like you know, beat up those guys and do a backflip off a fucking cliff and shit all right <laughs> like watch two yeah. supers two secret agents trying to stop the other from killing the other one by doing a bunch of crazy jujitsu trying to fall off a cliff emotional scene but also like it's fucking hilarious yeah <laughs> i think the biggest issue like like not the biggest issue but another like potential issue is like the first piece that comes out right the vanity fair piece is like essentially the <laughs> the showrunners saying the fans are a problem right yeah like like oh we're gonna make oh they're not changes. wrong <laughs> well they're, they're, they're saying we're gonna make these changes and the fans who don't like it are just trolls and racists right and like yeah. you shouldn't come out immediately and just attack the fans like that's why because a lot of people are like well why are people have a problem with their changes when when people love peter jackson's movies and had no problems with that well peter jackson actually like cared about the fans and listened to them like he originally planned for Arwen to show up at the Battle of Helm's Deep, and then fans wrote him a letter saying, please, please don't fucking do that, and he didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, like, a respect there, and he never badmouthed the fans. Like, I, I get it. Fans are terrible in everything, right? I, I've never had an issue with Lord of the Rings fans, per se, because I've never been a, necessarily a part of their fandom, and they their voice isn't actually that loud on social media. Yeah. Like, like, the way Star Wars fans are. Like, Star Wars fans are the actual fucking worst. I'm a Star Wars fan. We're the worst. Yeah, no, we're we're the worst. Like, yeah, like seeing like the backlash of this from Lord of the Rings fans is, like, I get parts of it, but but like they always muddy their argument by throwing in like dwarves don't look like this kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's just like it's it's a hard thing to talk about, and it's like this is fantasy, and it doesn't need to represent reality at all. So, like, you don't need to have people of color in it, but at the same time, it's like, if you're purposely not hiring people of color, then aren't you the racist? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I get it. I get it. Like, Tolkien did very thoroughly describe his characters, and maybe they, quote-unquote, don't look like that, but yeah, that it's kind of irrelevant. Like, I, I don't think there's a problem like, with it, and well, I get it. We, I get the argument we, about Wakanda and stuff, but, like, it's a good we, argument. We also have to understand that this is, you know, a different, this isn't the writing of Tolkien. This is a, you know, we've talked about before, eventually, essentially, because they had to write a script and they had to do a lot of show writing that they have. The writers already kind of had made it their own sort of thing. That's kind of what happens. Like, you know, like the Tolkien said, what happens to his own work when people take it into themselves and make it into something new. Um, I, I don't know why I needed to have a $250 million price tag, but you know, that's besides the point. Uh, irregardless, though. I, I just, I don't know. You just got to suspend your disbelief for these sort of things, especially when they have an open casting call. Like, you, you just, it doesn't matter. Like, it really it really shouldn't matter, first and foremost, you know, because back in the day in Shakespeare days, they used to have chicks on stage because they used to have men on stage and playing the part of women because it just, yeah. you know, so who cares? Like, right. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it, it's like, at the end of the day, 
it's all conjecture right now. Like we we don't actually yes. know what the show is about. Like, yeah. We the Again. only insight we have is is that Elrond apparently is not a warrior, and maybe he becomes mm. one, uh, and that Galadriel somehow is a warrior. Uh, like that's that's the red flags, like the the big ones for me at the moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, like like we don't know what what the story's gonna be about. Like we the thing is like we as fans we definitely know what it's gonna be about because hey. We read the Silmarillion and, and the Lost Tales and the History of Middle Earth and everything and blah yep. blah blah. Okay, well they don't have the rights to those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, and also they have their own interpretation of those stories. That's right. another thing too. And we've we've read the appendices, right? Like, and so we understand like they do have the rights to certain things that like take place in the Second Age, but how much of that are they actually allowed to to tell, right? And yeah. so if they can only tell part of that story. Like, can they legally make their own story around those events? I, 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 I would say they can, right? Like, because they're not including things from Silmarillion or or the his the history of Middle Earth or the you know Lost Hills or anything. They're just adding their own flavor to the bits that they're allowed to use. So hmm. part of it is like they kind of have to do that in some ways because th- th- there aren't these aren't complete stories in the appendices. They're just like short descriptions of things right genealogies and maps and uh yeah. references to to lineage right like elrond's a lot of genealogies elrond's a big character so we have to describe where he came from and, and yeah. like the the only reference to tour we get in the in the appendices is like straight up like hey tour was you know he, he fought in the fall of gondolin and yeah. his, his, he had a son at Rendil who became the the star in the sky, and uh, his son was Elrond, and Elrond chose to be. He was the first half elf, right? He he married Elwing, or uh, Arendelle married Elwing, and Elwing literally was an elf, and, and on the next yeah. page, the entire genealogy of hobbits, the entire <laughs> all of hobbits, and every single fucking family tree, dude. Like yeah. I don't know what what he was just really bored. That's all I got. To... Well, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is like when you go through the genealogy, it's very odd because oh oh oh. oh. That was my. Ca- I was pulling on the rod cord. Okay. Did you just see that like R one and Aragorn are like third cousins or something. <laughs> it's like oh, nice yeah. classic, classic British stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's the thing is like the one of my one of my favorite things from the the appendices is like the the first introduction to like um, Numenor, right, and and how the how they slowly kind of like devolved and you know Numenor got destroyed like but that happens over a long time and my, like <laughs> so <when laughs> Tolkien lists out like all the kings from Numenor uh, and there are a couple queens right yeah which is really cool and progressive of Tolkien in the yeah when he wrote these stories but like I don't know how much of that would even be highlighted like because a lot of people are like well you know clearly Tolkien hated women and like people of color which is like odd like he probably wasn't like the most friendly to other races but like, yeah I mean, he was he, he did like grow up in south africa and like you know uh he all all the women characters in his books are like strong women aside from like uh the the fucking wench at the end of the of <laughs> the Richard the king who's just an yeah. annoying fucking weird lady the, the, yeah. the lady at the house of healing uh but yeah i, I mean that's the thing is like I, I, it's just it's just a weird thing like I, I just hope that they they do well with what they have and even if it's not necessarily true to Tolkien that doesn't mean it's gonna be bad per se right 
Yeah. Like, it can still be good, or it can be something that people watch and say, this was an interesting take on Tolkien's work. Uh, I don't ag- agree with that interpretation, but I enjoyed watching it, right? Like, we, we don't know until we wa- we see it, so it's okay to, like, be upset and, and get angry and, you know, be concerned about what we're hearing and seeing so far, but, like, at the end of the day, we, we have no idea. Yeah. It's just conjecture. You know, uh, the trailer rose a minute and 30, three seconds long, and we got eight pictures, and that's all we know is the show so far. That's it. That's yep. all we got. Yep. So, I did I mean, see a lot of nudity, though, uh, in the trailers a few times, so I'm wondering how that's going to go. I saw that big oh, dwarf dude who was naked. Like, I don't have a problem with nudity as long as they're not, like, saying elder or have been, like, they, fucking all the time. They talked about know. it. They, they said in the, in the Vanity Fair piece, they're like, yeah, we know fans are going to be concerned, like, about, you know, sex and things like that and, like, all the nudity in our show. Um, well, what they said is we're, our target audience is, like, 10, 11, 12, 13-year-olds, but occasionally they might have to cover their eyes. Because of yeah. some of the violence, and they, they said there is nudity, but it's never in a sexual nature. Like that's fine. Like you know, like a bunch of fucking hobbits sitting around naked, smoking, smoking another like oh, sounds like pipe weed. Excuse me, weed, whatever you want to call it, at like a sauna or a hot spring or something. That's fine. As long as yeah. I, don't know. I mean, you, like, if you if you read the Fellowship of the Rings, when um, when Frodo, Pippin, and Sam arrive at, at uh, Crick Hollow, and like they get to Frodo's new house, and you know, uh, 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 Brandybuck. Brandy, yep. Brandy, Brandy, uh, Buckwind. There you go. Yeah, uh, yep. They get to Frodo's new house and like Mary's already run them all baths. Like there's three baths and they're all like in the baths together. Like, yeah, being like, bros. Yeah, you know, singing <laughs> about being yeah. and shit. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, Having like, a good time, slapping each other with the asses some towels, man. Come on, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, like, let's be honest, they're taking baths. They're, they're probably all naked, you know, but like yeah. there's nothing sexual about it, right? Yeah. So that's. I, I just because that's one part of like American society is like really fucked up. Like we're so uncomfortable around any like general nudity, but we're also obsessed with it at the same time. Like it's such a weird. The thing fucking... is, like you know, America, you know, we didn't advance as fast as other countries with with nudity because we're not as old of a country. But it's yeah. almost like it was like this incredible marketing scheme from the start, right? Like deprive everyone of nudity and sex, and then and Tell then to them. make yeah. billions of dollars, <laughs> <Just> making <laughs> porn. Yeah. Uh, so. porn conspiracy every time. Yeah. Um. <sighs> but yeah, we'll we'll uh we'll cut it out here. We'll uh. We'll yeah. So if I because... see if I seem scatterbrained today to my many to our wonderful viewers who are donating millions of dollars to us so we can live in L.A. high rises, uh, if it seems like I'm scatterbrained today, it's because I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. this is all I really wanted to talk about anyway today. I mean, there, there's other stuff happening, you know, Doctor Strange trailer and whatnot, but. Yeah, it looked uh, fucking crazy. Did you see that leaked credit thing that someone's posted on Twitter? Apparently from, like, a private viewing. I guess, like, no. Wolverine. I guess Wolverine's supposed to be in it. And, like, all like when they just jump around through the multiverse and shit, like, a uh, bunch of crazy the, shit happens. The, people think Superior Iron Man's going to be in it, played by Tom Cruise. People think uh, the, the bald head was Professor X. People think Anson Mount's coming back as Black Bolt. People think everything they're like oh it must be illuminati reed richards is gonna show up wolverine's <laughs> gonna be like dude it's spider-man all over again like and and sure some of the spider-man leaks were true but a lot of them weren't as well yeah. like the i really that, still need to watch Kirsten that i Dunn need to watch that movie as well like, i need to watch that movie so bad <laughs> oh sorry did i spoil <laughs> no that? i mean you can spoil it now honestly it's my bad that i haven't gone and seen it like i do and so does andrew garfield and the other two spider the do they show up? Like, does Tobey Maguire, do they show up? Yeah, they show up. Okay, okay, I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. 
it's pretty cool too like i yeah. mean and, and like it, look it's not it's not a tolkien story it doesn't end on a happy ending okay yeah <laughs> part of it's happy but then it's like very sad so um yeah which is good because you know mistakes are made and there need to be consequences for that uh because uh you know contrary to popular belief it's not like we're suspending our disbelief when we go into movies we're, we're investing our belief and writers and directors owe it to us to reward our belief yeah well we're suspending our disbelief of everything else around us and like literally looking into a window onto another world and like you know holding on tight to our seats basically it's uh yeah yeah so yeah anyway uh thanks anybody who listened please share your thoughts as well um yeah and hopefully nobody's too mad but um yeah you know just enjoy it hopefully 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 we'll throw shit and it'll be great we'll love it it'll be fantastic it'll be a literary masterpiece renaissance all right the dude it's like dialogue is so clever and so snappy and so flowery and it's just fantastic yeah we just talk all day about how much we love the series and how happy we are and how amazon please step on me amazon please do it Okay, don't step on me. I don't like that. (laughs) Okay, thanks everyone. Ciao, ciao. Goodbye.